Hello and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock and this is the Better Than That episode. This is a follow-up to my special edition episode, Shout Out Loud and Vote, uh, where I was trying to get people to register before the deadline and for the midterm elections and also to talk about not voting against yourself, not voting for people just because you know their name or you think you know their policy issues, and really investing in what the amendments, propositions, et cetera, and so forth are so that you can be accountable and you can be responsible for what you do and how you show up. And it is incredible to see the numbers for early voting. I myself voted early. I love voting early. And the line at the library (laughs) is at the same point uh, every single time that I've gone. It's forever long. And honestly, no matter what happens, it's just incredible to see so many people come out and go to the polls because this is how it should have been the entire time. I know here in Tennessee that they're seeing numbers that are outweighing, they're either close or they're outweighing presidential early voting numbers. So, incredible. But I started thinking about this time two years ago and how after the election, it was, even before the election, I would say it was like this, but something happened where it became uh, so vitriolic. It became almost a, just talk people would talk to each other, but it was all talking points. It was chance that they had heard at a rally or something that they had seen in an op-ed that was not a news article or, you know, just talking at each other and not talking to one another and really trying to hear their their side. And so it reminded me, though, of the opening monologue of Aaron Sorkin's newsroom where Jeff Daniels is on a panel at a college and there's a student who asks the question of what makes America the greatest country in the world? And Jeff Daniels kind of skirts around. He's an, he plays a broadcaster and he kind of tries to skirt around and the, the moderator is like, no, like you have to answer the question. And he said... America is not the greatest country in the world. And then he gives all of these reasons. And you can feel like the air gets sucked out from some people. Because you don't expect that, because everybody says that. America is the greatest country in the world. He goes through the rankings of, you know, where we are in education, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And then he he said, um, so... When you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? It sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reason. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reason. We waged wars on poverty, not on poor people. We sacrificed. We cared about our neighbors. We put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. 
We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't scare so easy. We were able to be all of these things and do all of these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. I also want to add that there were great women who probably just weren't listened to and, you know, given their due. But that is all of the things. That is all of the things that we are still talking about right now. Having intelligent, informed discussions is something people are terrified about. And it doesn't matter who you voted for. Uh, we're all doing it. You know, we're, we're, we are all contributing to this vitriol and in some way or another. I, one of the things that, you know, I started <laughs> Babe Cave out of is... It was a response of the presidential election, but it was because there were a lot of women who, and I've shared this story before, but I was part of a private Facebook group and there was um, a woman who had shared uh, a picture. It was of Melania and Michelle Obama in the Oval Office and it said something of, oh, how great of, you know, this, like uh, um, two Ivy League degrees in the same room and Michelle Obama has both, you know talking about how Melania doesn't have these degrees and it was just such a classist, elitist thing that made me want to vomit. And uh, and I commented on it and said that we need to take it back a notch and we don't need to be spreading uh, this kind of just hatred. Like, it's just, it's not cool. It's some mean girl stuff. Like, we need to be better than that. And people didn't like that. <laughs> They didn't like it, but it's like, well, so why are we just in this constant attack mode? You know, why, why, why do we have to attack people's education or the way that they look or who they voted for or the things that they believe? If we really want to make a change, then we need to take responsibility for ourselves. Because I see people say all of the time that we need to be sitting down and having conversations. And in one breath, they say that. And the very next breath, they talk about how liberals have Trump derangement, or I see articles, um, uh, op-eds that are shared, and it says, uh, the GOP hates you. You're not changing anybody's mind when you say that. You're not making anyone think that they can talk to you. And what starts to happen is somebody says, well, hey, maybe there's this other thing that we could think about. And if you have any kind of dissenting opinion, you're automatically the enemy. And this is happening across all things. It's not even just politics, but it's social issues, etc. Nobody can talk to one another. Nobody can bear the thought that somebody else doesn't think exactly how they do. And so I would say how we change this, honestly, one of the first things, everybody needs to stop posting political memes or memes about if you do this, then you're the enemy. Or if, you know, you don't know why this is a problem, you're part of the problem. That's bullshit. It's garbage. Everybody needs to stop doing that because that's not creating any kind of understanding. That's not creating any kind of opportunity for a conversation. It's, it's crap. Like, it makes me so mad because people just keep sharing these things that, you know, shit on the, the Republicans, it shits on the Democrats, uh, it, 
And also, even just the memes about illegal immigrants or legal immigrants, uh, there's just too many, there's almost too many things to say. But I, I think that we just need to go back to like, is this even kind? Is this informed? Does this further a conversation or does it stop it? Because if it's not furthering a conversation, if it's not opening a door for somebody who maybe doesn't know to ask some questions, then what are we doing? The whole problem with the 2016 election is that we were uh, so many people were in their bubbles just talking to each other and didn't realize what was happening in other parts of the country. I grew up in California and people think that California is so liberal and it's so, you know, um, so far left. And there are pockets of it that are, but there are pockets that are filled with farmers, that are filled with people who are small business owners, who don't, who want limited government, who are terrified of regulations in ways because also California's taxes are just uh, crazy. Um... I mean, but also when you have almost 40 million people who live in one state, I don't know how it could be anything other than that. But anyway, I grew up in a Republican household and I am not I would not classify myself as a Republican, but I also don't think that they're evil. And my dad and my brother are Republicans, but we have conversations. We talk to one another. We can see the other side. We don't ever tell each other that that the other is stupid Even if I do things that maybe they don't um, agree with, if I show up at a protest or whatever it is, they've never told me I was stupid or that it was dumb that I did that. And that's how it should be. Like, we shouldn't be telling each other why something is so stupid or dumb or whatever because we should be seeking kindness and understanding in one another. Not all Republicans are evil. Not all Democrats are evil. Not all independents, you know, I guess people don't really talk about independents. But um, I just, I want us to stop spreading hate. Like if you see something that there was, for example, so after, after our 2016, uh, you know, there was this whole thing about fake news. And I just want to say right now that there are so many dedicated, uh, hard, hardworking uh, professional journalists that put their lives on the lines to get people the stories. And we need to respect that. And there are things that you can look for to see if a story is maybe slanted a certain way. Sometimes that will come out, but, you know, if a headline, um, there was a professor who came out, a journalism professor who came out with this whole list of things so you can see if an article is biased. And one of the first things is, is if a headline enrages you, it's biased. Those are the things that are supposed to provoke some kind of reaction from you. And a lot of those are op-eds that people don't realize are op-eds. So, Basically, everybody is sharing op-eds and saying that they're actual articles when they're not, and then it's just making everybody mad. And also, just another thing, can everybody just fact check? Can can we just fact check? If you see a headline for an article for something, can you just do a quick fact check and just see if that's even true? Because most of it is people who are spreading stories that are on obscure blogs or blogs that are clearly slanted. And it's just all of this misinformation. 
We need to take responsibility for the things that we're spreading, for the things that we're saying, and how we're interacting with other people. That's the only way that this is going to change. And I think we also need to leave room for the possibility that we ourselves could not have all of the information. Because we're getting so mad at somebody else because they have an opinion about something, but you don't know the people who they talked to, how they got that or whatever. And there was a TED Talk uh, with a granddaughter uh, from the Westboro Baptist Church, which if you don't know who they are, uh, they were a a church they would be they were the church that picketed uh sol- soldiers funerals they hate gay people and she gave this whole TED talk on how uh it was people who didn't agree with her but asked questions and really tried to understand where she was coming from that was the reason why she left the church and changed her beliefs she was on twitter And people started, she said it really started, you know, that the Westboro Baptist Church really liked people who would um, get angry at them. Uh, You know, it kind of, it fueled things. So it was a bit easier sometimes to kind of cover things up. You know, so if somebody's mad at you, I mean, you even see that now um, with people who are on some news programs or who are commanders in chief who like the... Uh, that banter. They like riling people up. They enjoy it. And so she said, though, that, you know, people would find her on Twitter and people would say things and, you know, they would, you would have your talking points, basically, to talk back to them to make them angry. But then there were some people who were just simply asking questions. And when they just asked questions, it gave her space to explain why she felt that way or why whatever. And then she in turn would also ask questions. And it's in the asking of questions that we give someone else space and room to also externally process some of their own things. Because I've been in some conversations with people where I think we both understand, oh, okay, I can understand that. And then I want you to also understand my point of view and my feeling. I have a lot of friends who are Republicans. I, uh, I'm i not in a bubble. And I also like to know what other people think. I also seek out numerous uh, news sites and um, resources because I want to know what kind of, what the other argument is. You know, that's also a thing if you ever did debate. You need to know what both sides are. You can't know really what you believe until you know what the other side thinks and believes. That's the only way that we're going to be able to talk to each other is if we take some t- time to figure out why why people are so afraid or angry about, you know, an issue. It's not that we have to have everyone agree with us, but I think a little bit of empathy in talking to another human being or thinking about the things that we're saying and spreading is going to make us better. So no matter what happens, with this midterm election, no matter who sweeps or, you know, who barely, you know, makes it or whatever, however it turns out, it is our responsibility to be better than the calls about fake news and attacks on people and their thoughts and ideas and, 
You know, it, it's crazy to me that we can't have converse, that intelligence has become this thing that people think is elitism. Because let me tell you something. My mother was born and raised in South Carolina. And when she was in the United States Air Force, when she was going through boot camp, she wouldn't speak because she was afraid that people would make fun of her because of her Southern accent, because they would call her racist and stupid. And she is the furthest thing from that. She is probably she is she is probably one of the most engaged people who I know who can have a conversation with anyone about anything. And she could also talk you under the table about wine. But I think about her when I think about people who, you know, say if you don't have a college education or you don't live in this city or you don't do X, Y and Z, then you can't be uh, informed and you can't be intelligent and you can't be X, Y and Z. We need to stop that. Because there's a lot of people who live in a lot of places where people don't think about who are having deep, meaningful, engaging conversations about the, the, the direction of this country. And we need to not write everyone off because maybe they don't think or talk or look exactly like us. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you live in the States, I know I have a lot of people all around the world who listen, uh, which I hope you also got something out of this because I think that it's not just a U.S. thing. I think this is global, that a lot of these issues and conversations are happening. And uh, if you haven't done it already, go out and vote, be informed, and continue to stay informed. Continue to be accountable to yourself, to your community, to the country. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't done it already, hop on over to amandapollock.com. Let me know what you thought about the episode and uh, share it with your friends. And I can't wait to be with you next week.